0: The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink. And I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today.
1: Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is
2: Jen, Gabe and Chewy. My whole focus would be how to burn through it. Number one, I could never make it four days. But to burn through these four days. Now, with a mouse, you you got to get to know it. I'm like, JoJo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Right? It's going to be afraid of you at first. Then you try to make it your friend. And then you play games with it. And then you feed it. And then you bathe it. Man, there goes seven hours. So I stroke it. And I pet it. And I massage it.
3: I love it, I love my little naughty pet You're naughty, and then I take my naughty pet and I go I killed it, I killed myself This
1: is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue With Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara Here's Jen Lattice.
0: There is probably a very simple explanation for why, when I woke up this morning and lifted the curtains in my bedroom and expected to see snow on the ground, I saw none. Yep, that's on you. I wasn't listening to the weather report. Correct. (laughs) That is the very very simple simple explanation, explanation. exactly. Um, But I did think, you know, there was part of me that laid in bed and was like. Can I call in sick to work this morning? Is there enough snow on the ground for me to call in sick? And so imagine my surprise when there was no snow on the ground this morning when I woke up. But apparently the snow is coming. Because my kids are Uh, off school. All of my kids are at home, no school today. So there must be something brewing, if you will.
3: I think it's still 6 to 8 is what they're predicting, but I don't think it's supposed
0: to start until 8 or 9. I would have put money. Oh, that's a in. Shame.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Mark Tremera famously in Tampa, Florida. Currently,
2: I start giving people his address for that
3: comment. I'm <laughs> spiked you know. down down there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! It's only going to be 79 here today. It's. I'm taking a day off of school.
3: Better, better, better grab your sweater.
2: Only 79. It's not going to break 80. Don't want you get
3: a catch
0: no, a I cold know.
2: down there. I know. Shut off his mic. When's it going to
0: start? The snow. The guy said, well, they were listening, I was not. So let's defer to them. When is it going to start, guys? Eight or nine. Eight or
2: nine. Eight or nine. This world's soft.
0: Back in the day, they wouldn't have thought
2: of canceling school. They would have powered through. And I lived in the mountains, so it's a little different. There we
0: go. Huh? The mountains of Boston? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: You know, those famous mountains in Massachusetts. Where
0: exactly are those? North side, south side? West. Sure, sure.
3: I mean, it can't really be east.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you don't know. Maybe it's a volcano that just popped up. That's where Chewy lived, on top of the volcano, in the middle of the water. Um, So yesterday, guys, we had Adam Schefter on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And one of the more interesting things he said, and first of all, it was a little surprise appearance by Adam Schefter. I thought we were done with him once the season was done. So again, imagine my surprise, much like the snow this morning, when Adam Schefter called us at 7.30, you know, and decided he wanted to hang out with us. But one of the more interesting things he had to say yesterday were talking about the four options for Aaron Rodgers, who we believe is going into his darkness retreat at the end of this week, because that's what he told us. No specifics about which day, which I think, you know, was intentional and whatnot. Here's what Adam Schefter had to say on Wednesday on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy about where he thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to end up next year.
1: Oh, no, my mouse froze. Hold on. We're good. Well, here's what I would say on the Rodgers situation in my opinion. I believe that retirement is an option, and I think it's something that he's thought about. I believe that the Raiders and Jets are options, and those are two teams he could think about. And I think the last option of the four of them would be returning to Green Bay.
0: The last Oof. option of the four. That's the part that stood out to me. Yeah, that's because you think he's coming back. I do think he's coming back. You don't you think he's coming back?
2: E- yes, I just think it's he's too not easy with Carr leaving Carr leaving the Raiders. They have nothing in the cupboard. Um, it just never works out that way. It's like when draft time comes around and like, oh, Wisconsin's got this unbelievable offensive lineman and the Packers have the 15th pick and he's going to be there. They're going to take him. Never, never plays out. That's why I'm with you, Jen. I think he goes back to green bay but i also think we're discounting the fact that some of these organa- organizations are sitting there and you and you have to admit that at least it comes up in conversation in their uh, personnel meetings they have to be sitting there going this guy is a pain in the ass do we really want to go down this road i mean it might not dominate the conversation but it certainly has to be talked about you agree?
3: He, um, I, I think it might be a little thing, but...
2: Was, I don't know the, about at, a little thing. At Dave.
3: the end of the day, Chu, I think that they'd, they'd be desperate enough to take him. I think both those teams, the Raiders and the Jets, would be desperate enough that that's not going to factor in. Cause it was the same thing with your guy. Your guy was a pain in the ass, too. And there were teams
2: lining not up on Not this guy. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I think more than to be honest with you, I think more than the pain in the ass element of it, which please president of that fan club. uh, I think it would be we don't know what the commitment is going to be from him. It's not so much the grindiness of the day in and day out. And, you know, is he going to show up for uh, off-season workouts and that type of stuff? And is he going to uh, think he knows better than whomever our head coaches and all that type of stuff? It's is this for one year? Is this for two years? Is this for three years? How long do we have the commitment from Aaron Rodgers? I think that would make teams more hesitant than some of the other things that you can kind of convince yourself are worth it, depending on the skill set. That's the other thing we're going to talk about this morning, because we put a poll on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy yesterday discussing why Aaron Rodgers had an off year last year, why his numbers were down as much as they were. And the responses were pretty split. All day long. I haven't seen final results yet. I'm sure we'll get that as the morning goes on, but pretty split between the talent around him and his skill set declining. Lots of reaction saying, well, what about the thumb? So here's how I want to spin this forward, because yesterday, Odds Shark on Twitter, Odds Shark, put out the odds for what team Aaron Rodgers will be on week one. And I got to tell you guys, you know me, I'm a bit of a degenerate bad gambler. Bad degenerate gambler.
3: What? works both I think fine. bad
0: is higher than degenerate, so I'm just like bad. I'm a bad gambler, um, but I'm also a degenerate gambler. Which of these odds would you actually put a hundred bucks on? Okay, so let me read them off to you. Okay, the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders are the favorite right now at minus three hundred. They're not winning any money on Oof. that one if he ends up with the Raiders. But the Green Bay Packers guys are plus two thirty. <laughs> New York Jets, plus 650. Uh. And again, as I have sat here in the space saying that even with all the blustering, even with all of the flirting and all of the things that have happened since the season ended, I still think he's ending up in Green Bay. So at plus 230, I'd drop a C note on that.
3: You trying to be a cool gambler over there? Try to try to use the
0: lingo? My fellow kids. (laughs) Well, wouldn't you? Uh, or are you
3: that convinced? No, I don't think he's coming back. That he's not going to be yeah, here? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be here. And I'd be even more convinced if you decided to put your little C note on the Packers because you never win any bets.
0: But I think That's I might win point. this one. What do you think, Chu? Chu? <laughs> So, minus 300 Uh, for the Raiders, plus 230 for the Packers, plus 650 for the Jets. And then it's basically like the field at plus 1,200. The Colts are weird. They're an outlier at plus 2,000. Sorry, Pat McAfee. I know you've been really hoping that that would happen. Retirement is also at plus 2,000. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 2,500. What they feel like. Yeah, they already did that old guy experiment. They're not doing that again. I mean, it worked out for them. I'm a little surprised that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might not be. A team that would consider taking a flyer on Aaron Rodgers. So, Chu, when I rattle off those odds to you, which one stands out? Is there anything you would put a hundred bucks on?
2: Uh Packers, Raiders are flavor of the day, just because uh, they released Carr. The Jets have slipped, though. weren't the Jets higher?
3: I oh man, I, I I really like. I, I think the Jets. I, I in my mind, I, mean, the Jets I could see the, the Jets, Jets going.
2: No, I could see the Jets going Carr. Car's still pretty good,
3: huh? Yeah, and they just need they need someone. They just need a body. They like need an, somebody. They just need an average quarterback in their playoff team. But if they get Aaron Rodgers a little bit better than he was in 2023, they become a really interesting team to me in the AFC because of all the weapons that they have around him. To me, it comes down for Rodgers because he's got all these relationships, right? So does he reach out to yeah. Tom Brady and try to get, hey, give me give me the rundown of McDaniels? Does he call up Devontae? Hey, did you like playing for McDaniels last year? Because, all, again, all the the people coming out of that Raiders organization singing the praises of Rich Bisaccia and how good of a coach he was in the mm-hmm. interim, and then nobody saying anything about McDaniels this year? Like That, to me, is red flag. Yeah, your buddy Devontae's there, but do you really want to play for Josh McDaniels, so who hasn't had success in this league as a coach?
2: As a head coach? But he's going to be beating the, he's going be beating the drum hard, and so is um, Sala, because their jobs are on the line, right? I mean, I don't know if they can look at it objectively. They would take, really, especially the Jets, well, and the Raiders, anybody right now, because McDaniels, if he doesn't get a quarterback, he's probably fired next year, right? Is
0: Sala's job on the line, though? For some reason, it feels like not as bad as the quarterback play has been in New York. He has been a little bit uh, insulated because of how bad the quarterback play has been, from being on the hot seat,
3: you lose your OC. I don't. Th- you yeah, you tell me, think too, he's like, on right? Hot seat. But if you fire your OC and you're like, because you're a defensive yeah. guy, clearly his fault. He's the reason our offense stunk. If your offense stinks again this year, doesn't that heat start coming back a little bit on you now?
2: Yeah, but when you talk about the Jets. um, They just need really one position, I believe, and that's the quarterback position, but they need a massive upgrade there because their defense is good enough to win a championship, right? Yes, correct. The Raiders, I have no idea. I I know their defense is nowhere near as good as the Jets. I think if you do put Aaron Rodgers there, they're a playoff team, but I don't think they're beating um, the Chiefs, the Bills, um, teams of that ilk. But these coaches get desperate. That's the thing. I mean, the GM kind of has to separate themselves from them because they're going to be beating the drum because they don't want to get fired. I mean, there was a wasn't there a part in time where we thought McDaniel's would get fired this year? Yes.
3: At least I did. What um, a tough was a spot to be
0: in if you are the New York Jets, though, right? Because Derek Carr is out there, and there is a chance that he will be your quarterback. And yet you are basically in a holding pattern right now until Aaron Rodgers gets out of his darkness retreat, decides what he wants to do with his NFL future, and then... Maybe makes himself or the Packers make him available. Like that's a tough spot to be in. You have to kind of, and that's what? why anybody who thinks that conversations are not happening—that's why the Jeremy Fowler report from this past weekend about them kind of doing their due diligence on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no bleep bleep block. Like no bleep, no kidding. I like the bleep block. Don't yeah, but don't why? kid me. Stop. You I can bring...
3: say sure. But
0: I when like it comes... saying <laughs> bleep block. <laughs>
2: But when it comes to Derek Carr, let's just say Aaron Rodgers is a ten. He's not a ten anymore, but let's just say he's a ten, and Derek Carr is an eight. If you go get Derek Carr, you don't have to give up two first-round draft picks or yep. a player or yep. a first and a third. Yep. I mean, it, the quarterback play is not going to be as good, but do you really need the quarterback play to be?
0: Well, that's a really
2: good question. Good in too. order to be successful, it's kind
0: of like if your wife wanted a Dyson air wrap. <laughs> and you bought her the Dyson, or I'm sorry, the Schmeissen Air Snap. Yes. You know, like, does it work as well as the Dyson Air Wrap?
2: Uh, he, the, the Bison.
0: I think the bison. Bison. I like bison better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with the the, the bison.
2: Works as well for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I got it for half of the price of the nice. So that's
0: what I was going to say is like you have to figure out what the margin of difference is for performance versus cost. And I think that's probably the situation that the Jets find themselves in right now as they try to figure out if their guy is Derek Carr or if they're going to wait and maybe swing for the fences and get a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to put this on the Jen, Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll this morning. Odds, Shark putting out the Aaron Rodgers 2023 week one team odds. The Raiders are the favorite at minus 300. The Packers at plus 230. The New York Jets at plus 650. And essentially the field at plus 1200. Go ahead and weigh in on that. Because I think for 100 bucks, I'll put that on the Packers. I feel that confident that this is all blustering. This is all a show. Aaron is just flirting with these other teams in a bit of a faux free agency so that he can feel wanted. So he knows once again that he has the ability to jam up the dominoes in the NFL and ultimately he will be back in green and gold. I wonder how much, guys, the Bart Starr element contributes to that for Aaron Rodgers. We will continue to discuss this. Jason Wildy is coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Stick around. All Packers, all
1: the time. I still think, in the end, he's more likely to cave than he is to stick to his guns and say, yeah, I am want to go play somewhere else. Okay, most of the time. All men specifically or all
0: nuts? Well,
1: these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Gen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you.
0: to get the perspective of our friend and teammate, Jason Wildy up in Green Bay. Good morning, Jason. How are you today?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Uh, we're good. We didn't get a chance to chat with you yesterday, so I just wanted to make it official. Happy birthday to you yesterday. Um, although I'm getting the vibe that maybe you're not a birthday guy, kind of like our guy, Gabe.
1: No, I love my birthday. Just... Oh,
0: that makes me so happy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, Gabe, you don't like your birthday? Well, I mean, it's just... It's just, it's
3: not that significant of a day. Like, okay, so I was born today. Cool. Let's get on with our lives. Like, I don't want people taking time out of their day to come up to me and wish me a happy birthday. I just
0: no. I'm I'm out on that. You understand Jason, that it you, takes barely any time, right? Like, in yeah. the grand scheme of
3: the day, it's like a. And you're already taking too much time to say it. It's like very small percentage.
2: <laughs> like, the, Jason, All did right. you hit the
1: five oh. zero? Uh, yeah, last year. Oh. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Gabe's right. This one is Dude. not the most significant. I am just have another one, but I, I, I gave, I'm going to say to you, uh, what my good friend and father figure, John Kerry, uh, who retired from the Mac fund a few years ago, and is still doing all kinds of great work everywhere else, uh, has told me many times because I do not like to be the center of attention. I do not like people to make too big of a deal. Up. Um, uh, I, I like to hide things like going into the Martin Luther Hall of Honor. That's, But we have some similarities there. But he said this, and it makes a lot of sense. Who are you to take away the joy that it brings other people to tell you how much they appreciate you or how much they like you? And on your birthday, it is a day where especially someone like you, was such a great teammate and... Such a great person. This get turned on me. It, it, it's nice to be able to say to Gabe, "Gabe, man, happy birthday." I really, I really appreciate your friendship. You're a great teammate. I love you, man. Like that. It, maybe you don't enjoy that, but I enjoy being able to express that to you. Now, if I only knew when your birthday was.
2: It's January thirtieth. Oh,
1: shoot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So every January 30th, though, Jason,
1: you
0: now you know what to do.
1: Yeah, I'm putting that in my calendar right now.
0: I actually appreciate the Jedi mind trick that he just pulled on Gabe because there's nothing Gabe likes more than making other people happy. So (laughs) you, my friend, are jammed up. Uh, Yeah, you got it. And
3: and John is such a great guy. I owe John a text. He sent me a very nice, again, because he's John Kerry, he sent me a nice text a couple days ago, Jason. I, I owe him a text or a phone call.
1: Yeah, so he can tell you how wonderful you are, and you just stand there and take it, damn it.
0: Jason Wilde, yesterday on our Jen Gaben Chewy Twitter poll, we put, what is the bigger reason for Aaron Rodgers' poor play? Looking at the 2022 season and saying clearly it was not up to par, up to snuff for the standard that Aaron Rodgers has set. And it has been pretty consistently since we put it out into the field, a 50-50 response. The talent around him declining, which I don't know if it's declining as much as just like the talent around him, period, but just the talent around him or his skill set declining which of those two are you leaning towards understanding that it certainly could be a, why not both?
1: It is. Yeah, it is both. Uh, but I think it's way more, uh, the talent around him. And I wouldn't say that there wasn't talent. I would say that there was inexperienced, unfamiliar, young talent. Um, and the issue that I, you know, again, I, I feel like I've been, uh, critical of a few things of him. Um, but the, the one to me is you knew after they traded Devonte what the challenges were potentially going to be. I still don't understand why you couldn't find it in your schedule to come to more of the offseason program. And, you know, I, I keep going back to this, but I don't know if you guys watched much of the post game on Sunday after the Super Bowl, but Andy Reid specifically mentioned that during the off season and after they traded Tyreek Hill and they had new guys in the mix that Patrick Mahomes had all the receivers down to Texas to get together and spend time together uh, after the second phase of the off season program and and again i i i'm sorry if this is a broken record but i get it Aaron you don't need the off season program for your own skill set personally and also by the way for your poll i think the injury especially the thumb injury uh played a much larger role than he let on but you know i i really do think that someone who was so committed to the offseason program i'm not i'm and i'm not saying that it's this panacea that would have been would have solved everything and they would have been playing in the super bowl i'm not going to that degree but it would have made a difference and if he chooses to come back, and I think this is a really important little tidbit that Goody slipped in when we talked to him on January thirteenth, after the you know a few days after the season ended. You know, somebody asked him about the importance of the off season program and if he wanted Rogers to be there if he comes back, and Goody's answer I thought was without saying Aaron Rodgers' name, very, very telling, he said, you know, we invest a lot in these guys, and yeah, it's voluntary, and yeah, it's optional, but we invest a lot in these guys, and we would like them to invest in us the same way. And Aaron Rodgers did not, after they invested $150 million in him, he did not invest in them the same way, and that was a very clear message that Goody sent. And so when he comes out of his four-day darkness retreat and has, makes a decision that he's going to play, which I think is what will occur. uh, When the conversation turns to, okay, we want you back. Do you want to be here? I think part of it will be Goody saying, look, if you're coming back, I need more from you in the offseason than what you gave us the last couple of years. I need you to go back to being the guy that was here for the entire offseason program from 2005 through 2019. Can you do that for us? We need you. It's important. I need you to be that kind of leader because I think it'll help us. And then we'll see what Rodgers does.
2: Uh, Jason, two-part question here. It might be a little long-winded, but I want you to grade. If, if, and let's keep it right. simple, uh, 1 through 10. If Aaron Rodgers is a 10, which he's not, but let's just say he's a 10 to keep this simple, what is Derek Carr? And then if I'm the Jets, I'm not going after Rodgers. I'm going after Carr because it's not going to cost $60 million. You don't have to give up two first-round picks or a player or whatever. They already, the Jets already have a, a Super Bowl-caliber defense. They might not compete for the Super Bowl next year, but they add a few more pieces with Derek Carr. I think they certainly can. Sorry.
1: You don't have to apologize. That's a great question. Um, so he, here, here's my, and I don't want to disparage Derek Carr, but first of all, I, I am going back to the poll question. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna if he's healthy. And again, there is risk when you're 39, almost 40 years old. But if he is healthy, uh, I still think he's really good. I, I don't, I, I just don't believe that he cratered after the back-to-back. MVP seasons, and then last year, when you look at all the extenuating circumstances, that those did not play major factors in what his season looked like, okay? But let me put this in, um, in body shop auto repair terms, which I think is an area that you might know a two there.
2: Oh, I know that. Well, don't swear. You can't swear on the radio because... Oh, you do. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's
2: not intentionally. We call it "body shop mouth" is very
1: popular in our house. So, so uh, what vehicle would you consider Rogers to be?
2: Is Um, he like right uh,
1: now? Like, I would say,
2: I would say the new Corvette. He's not a Lamborghini. He's not a a Ferrari. I would
1: say, Because uh, the new Corvette. I would say, yeah, I would say a classic Corvette because he's older, right? So he's not a he's not a brand yeah. new out of the showroom. He is a he and and look, uh, a classic Corvette is a pretty darn sweet car, right? Um, yeah. So it it his 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 Corvette re- requires not to the degree of like Cameron's dad with the Ferrari in Ferris Bueller. But it, it, it does require some different maintenance, and you have, to be, you have to have a different mentality in terms of the performance. You, you would not take the Corvette and run all your errands every day in it, right? But I don't think yeah. it's been in any accidents. Uh, maybe when it's an older vehicle, you know, you got to replace the side mirror or something. You know, you bumped it in the garage, whatever. Derek, what is Derek car? Like, Derek Carr, to me, is, is a nice vehicle, right? He's, I don't know, a, a, a mid-2000s Camaro, but it's it's been in a couple of accidents. Your Carfax report's not all that encouraging. It'll get you a few places, but I'm not sure how excited you are to be driving it. And yeah, so but Jason, your... I, I,
2: let me let me because where I came yeah, at ahead. this is San Francisco. San Francisco can come that close with Mr. Irrelevant or Jimmy Garoppolo, and you would have to say that Derek Carr is 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 much I don't know about much better, but better than both those guys.
1: Yeah, no? I, I I well, I mean, I, I want to like Derek Carr more than I do. Um, I just don't. And uh, the other thing I would just say, and and this would be, I'm not going to the combine, but if I was, I would love to talk to uh, Shanahan and uh, Sean McVay because I I would really love to figure out if there's been yet another shift because when those offenses started up, there was a belief that anybody could run them and be productive, right? And then Mm -hmm. after the 20, season after the Rams lost the Super Bowl and the 49ers lost the Super Bowl then both of those guys tried to get Rodgers right Sean McVay through proper channels uh, Kyle Shanahan through tampering so that told me that those guys thought yeah we've got really smart offenses but we need a real true stud to run them not Jared Goff not Jimmy Garoppolo we need And Aaron Rodgers. And now, you know, after they win with Matthew Stafford a couple years ago, you know, that you feel like, okay, that kind of proves the point. You weren't able to get Rodgers, but you had to get somebody better than the dude you had. But then after this year, where, like you said, you know, Garoppolo comes, they, they didn't even want Garoppolo to be the starter. Then he takes over, then he gets hurt, and then it's Mr. Irrelevant time with Brock Purdy. And they were still as close as they were. And, and I, think, I think they win that game, that NFC Championship game, if he doesn't get hurt. So I, I would love to ask both those guys, all right, has your opinion shifted again? And now do you believe that you can win with a good, not great quarterback with this offense? Because if that's what you believe, and if the other part of it is, and I, this I do believe, I believe it has become an arms race in the NFL in terms of surrounding your quarterback, no matter who he is with as much weaponry as possible, because I don't think defense wins championships anymore. I think offense wins championships in what this league has become. And you cannot, no matter how good your quarterback is play with a bunch of mediocre weapons and not a a couple of real studs in your offense. And I think the Packers going back to your poll again They have some young talent, but they did not have anywhere near enough weapons on their offense, and that's another reason why Rodgers wasn't good enough.
0: Jason, no one should ever question your brilliance, okay? Because we just had a whole conversation about the quarterback that the Raiders just released, whose name happens to be Derek Carr, and you made a whole entire Carr analogy.
2: Oh, I, yeah, that was, <laughs> I, that was
0: quite, you could even put that together, too.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm not I think you did it on purpose. I'm pretty sure you did it on purpose.
1: Yes? Yeah, and I was tying it into uh my favorite body shop. Yeah, too, exactly. So
0: to... <laughs> All right. Jason, we appreciate you. Have a great show today on Wildy and Touch.
3: Right over the
0: big <laughs> guy's head. woo over his uh,
2: head. But, yeah, Make but sure. there's two R's in car, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and Derek, yes. Yes, but they're not the regular right? So, well, you know.
2: That's where I got confused. Was, yeah, exactly.
0: Second R. You, you, R you threw heard him off. the second R. Wow, is the car. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Gabichui rolls on after this. Ridge Top
3: Exteriors provides the best quality roof, siding, windows, and doors, expertly installed at an affordable price. All right, just let that sink in. Think about all those things that Ridge Top Exteriors does and provides best quality roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed at an affordable price. But that's not all with Ridge Top Exteriors, because you think that would be all, especially in 2023. Because who provides great customer service in 2023? It's so hard to find, but not with Ridgetop Exteriors because they consider customer service their number one goal. They strive to exceed expectations of homeowners they serve. This is why you need to choose Ridgetop Exteriors for that next home exterior product or project, whether you need roofing, siding, windows, doors... If you want it expertly installed at an affordable price with a company that's great to work with because customer service is their number one goal, of course, there's no other decision that you need to make. Ridgetop Exteriors is who you need to go with, and because, of course, they're Ridgetop, you get a free estimate. So just go online for that free estimate for your next project. Just log on to the website, RidgetopExteriors.com.
1: We're listening to Jen,
2: Gabe, and Chewy. What do we do? Where do we go from here?
3: We've we've talked about insulation, we've talked about fantasy camp, and now we've talked about Burning Man. We've hit for the cycle in the first five minutes of the show. On 94.5 ESPN.
0: On ESPN Milwaukee, if you missed any of our conversation with Jason Wilde, you can of course find it on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcast. Good stuff there from Jason comparing the situation of Derek Carr versus Aaron Rodgers and the situation that the Jets find themselves in as they have to make a decision about the quarterback position. Is it worth waiting for Aaron Rodgers? Is Derek Carr your guy? Can he get it done? Do you have enough talent there that you don't have to? Hope that Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded and then ends up in your uniform. It's a very interesting time. And of course, part of the reason that we talk about this as much as we do, guys, is because he is the first domino that will have to fall at that position for a lot of these teams out there who are in the market for a quarterback. So it's not just here in Wisconsin that there's a lot of attention on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. It is league-wide right now. It's why it is on all of the morning shows, every single segment until a decision is made. But I want to pivot very quickly because... I had a very visceral reaction this morning, and I knew it was coming, man. I knew last night when I went to bed and a decision had not been announced yet on Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers, I knew that a decision was coming and there was a good chance that I was going to be angry about it. And sure enough, checked my phone this morning, and they made a decision, and Corbin Burns lost his arbitration case with the Milwaukee Brewers over a number that is so outrageously stupid and simple that I was like, why? (laughs) Nothing like wrapping your arms around the narrative that you are a small market that can't compete that nickels and dimes that had the hater situation like nothing like wrapping your arms around that narrative instead of trying to distance yourself from it in case you missed it this morning Corbin Burns did lose his arbitration case with the Milwaukee Brewers over something like $750,000 game. Why did this make me so angry?
3: I don't know. And again, like it, you can only distance yourself from that narrative so much when that narrative is the truth. Like, you can't distance yourself from, we're a nickel and dime small market team, because that's what they are. You can't just then go lavishly spend on one player and then nickel and dime your way more. Right, but like, this you can't- isn't
0: lavishly spending on one player. No,
3: but you got to save 10. where you can. Ten point
0: one versus ten point seven five. Yeah, like, no, you, you uh, save.
3: This. They got to save where they can. Seriously, that's where the Brewers are at. That seven hundred fifty thousand dollars could be the difference for a different player that they want to acquire. I'm not saying it's right, but this is the way that the Brewers operate. This is the way. And and look, they they obviously feel justified since they won the arbitration hearing.
2: But this is stupid this is this is an organization or front office that's out of touch with its clubhouse. You just went through the hater thing where where more players were open about it and said, "Yeah, this bothered them, okay when you have a player like that like hater. You announce this to the team before it's done. Say, hey, we're thinking of making this move. You keep them, especially in today's world, where you have to keep your players in the loop uh, as of to what's going on. Seven. If, if they can't afford 750000 to a guy who is one of the best pitchers, who, <clears throat> who has the second best odds to win the Cy Young in the National uh, League, go get a new owner then. Go get a new owner. Go get an owner because I can tell you there are billionaires lined up to own professional sports franchises so they can have the look at me. You mean to tell me the guy in, in San Diego is going to make money on what he's done? In San- All that guy wants to do is win a World Series for that city. You know, and I mean, himself. this is ridiculous. This is seven hundred fifty thousand. This guy, this player, is unbelievable. This is just the front office that's in uh, out of touch with its clubhouse. And if you don't think this is going to resonate down the line, you are crazy. You know, eh. I, I, I don't know. Like, they didn't get
3: rid of the guy. They're probably going to trade him either next off season or at the deadline next off season or next season in twenty twenty four. But I don't. Kirby Birds isn't sticking around here long term.
2: Thankfully, no, I know, but still, it's 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 then it makes the next guy happy. Gabe, look at the bucks. Look at the bucks under Herb Cole. Yeah. There was so much bitching and moaning. He's so cheap. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. And then what happens? They get new ownership, they get a beautiful new stadium, and things start to move forward. Right? You get the people in place, and you have money to spend. It's just like I mean, I love the Brewers. I love the Brewers behind the Red Sox. There's, I would rather see the Brewers win a World Series and the Packers win um, a Super Bowl, or the Bucks win another championship. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are, that are, you know, on the same page that I am. And it's just. This is just before the season even starts. I'm like, here we go again. Why do
0: you even take the chance, Chu, that you disrespect a guy? Why even take the chance that he interprets this whole rigmarole, which, by the way, let's not have the conversation about how ridiculous arbitration in baseball is, by the way. Here's all the reasons why I'm really, really good. Well, true. But here's all the reasons why you're not like I can't even imagine where else that would stand up as a as a, a effective way of negotiating salary. It just feels very um, uncomfortable. And yes, she has yeah. the potential for there to be this idea that Corbin Burns, who you rattled off all of the statistics and all of the accolades for, could somehow feel unappreciated or underappreciated or, dare I say, disrespected by this organization? Like, why do you even want to wade in those waters over $750,000?
2: And I talked about it earlier this week. This is the purpose of a unity council where on a baseball team, maybe you have four or five guys because some things just go over management's head. Now, if you bring them in and say, hey, I know it's 750, but uh, we're going we're gonna to contest uh, Corbin Burns' arbitration. And the players just sit there go, for $750,000, the guy is the best pitcher or one of the best pitchers in the National League? Are you kidding me? That's why you have a unity council. You need the input of the players because there's some things – it, because a front office is so compartmentalized, right? The players are all, at least in Green Bay, on the lower level, and everyone's up top. And a lot of times, you don't know what goes on in that clubhouse. And let me tell you what. There's a lot of things that go on in that clubhouse. And it's not just baseball-related. It's front office. It's bitching. It's it's all this. We do it so well. And they're just out of touch. Out of touch.
0: Gabe, let me ask you this. If you took yep. a poll of the clubhouse, mm-hmm. the, the Brewers' clubhouse, yeah. Corbin Burns is a popular player. People seem to like him. Sure. But there are also guys at the other end of the spectrum who are not making close to $10 million to play the game that they love either. And they got to go through the same exact uh, workouts and long season and all of the grind that the baseball season involves. You think there are people in there that go, shut the hell up, man. Shut the hell up over $750,000. Just go out there and throw the ball. I
3: don't think they're telling him to shut the hell up. But yeah, certainly there are people who don't care that he lost it. Certainly.
2: But I could... But I, I can tell you this conversely, Gabe. I can tell you this conversely. There are guys in that in that in that clubhouse that are sitting there going, "Can you believe we paid Yelich all that money?" I mean, are you oh yeah. kidding me, hundred percent.
3: But again, that's like, what
2: happens in 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 locker rooms in clubhouses. Like, guys, just you know,
3: look, the cat's out of the bag. You already let it out last year with with like you can't change the narrative of, of who you are. Like this is
0: who you are. Like. Cat's out of the bag. But are you, you trying to say that the fan base then can't be irritated by it? The fan base can't look at it and go, seriously? Every chance you get, you got to prove people right?
3: If if somebody lets you know who they are and then continues
0: to be that person, you can't get mad at that person. But again, if you're a player, you can understand then Why? If greener pastures exist, oh, not the old greener pastures where you water it type of thing, but greener pastures exist, you can understand why players are like, deuces, yeah. I'm out of here as soon 100%. as they get the opportunity. Yeah,
3: they're gone. But I think a lot of people, if you're good, if you're good, you know that. Like If Corbett nothing else is a
0: fan, that can irritate me. If Corbett, nothing else is a fan of that team, I can be irritated by that business model. Sure.
3: And it's the same business model the Rays operate by. It's probably some of the reason why they struggle down in Tampa. It's, you know... It's the it's the reality of the Brewers situation and especially you want to sprinkle this in who knows if they're going to get their payment from Bally like they who knows what happens there and that's always a big chunk so you may actually have to be saving like it, it, it always goes deeper because baseball's so stupid it's it's gonna go deeper than what you see on the surface look I'm not I'm not defending the Brewers saying because clearly, yes, you give them the seven hundred fifty K. Was I shocked by this? No, I was not shocked by this in the least. This is who they are. They traded away They traded away Josh Hader last year. They told you who they were, Chew. They have told you. They have been telling you for a long time, waving their arms.
2: But are you shocked by it because it's a small market team? No, I'm not is that shocked. Why you're shocked. No, by I'm
3: it? not shocked by this. Is what I'm saying. I'm not shocked oh, by not. what. No, but I'm not are you not by this shocked
2: this by it because it's a small market team? Because you know what, this is the equivalent of getting one jock for two practices. That's what this is.
3: Your jocks is it? cost no seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Is, is it the same thing? It's a very expensive. No, but jock it's the strap. cheapness
2: when we, we the, had guys in green Bay in nineteen ninety two. We had guys in '92 coming from San Francisco with Holmgren, that 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 came to Green Bay and went uh, what one jock for two practices? Do I at least get some tenactin with that?
0: <laughs> no, because that would undermine the whole idea of the saving of the money. Wait, if you're you spending put- it on the jock cream, the jockage put- cream. You put the athlete's foot stuff on your junk.
2: Is that what tenactin is? <laughs> Oh, I thought that was the ha, nasal stuff.
3: the nasal stuff? R.I.P. job, man. <laughs> <Like> nasal stuff? <laughs> I don't think that's any better.
2: Flow <laughs> Is Jock Itch still a thing?
3: You tell us. Yeah, I would I think know, so. I don't
2: play anymore.
3: I don't think they've cured Jock Itch. But... I feel if they cured Jock Itch, we would have seen that story somewhere. Nicola have you ever had Jock Itch? Yeah.
2: That stuff's terrible, it's man. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm end this. This is your Pick love of your God, nails. end this. Make sure, you cl- make sure you clip your nails, <laughs> Ashy, when you get jock itch. I want to leave. You know why? When's the snow coming? Can I go into it? <laughs> I thought Tenactin was. What's for jock itch? Oh, Cru-wax?
0: my God.
2: Cornstarch. Crewax, I think. Crew X? I don't. I don't know.
0: Does it sound like this is an area we have expertise? Does it sound like an area that we can, can contribute?
3: Because <laughs> remember, Tanacting was with John Madden. Thank
0: Boom. you. That's what I said. R.I.P.
3: Tough acting, tenactin
0: All right. Enough of that. This is your cue to call, everybody, if you are, in fact, still listening out there. Dave Matthews Band fans, listen up. DMB is coming to Summerfest this year, and we want to send you there. For the rest of the week, we will play Finish the Lyric. If you answer correctly, you will win a pair of tickets to see Dave Matthews at Summerfest on June 29th. Call in now, 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776. Your cue to call for Dave Matthews tickets right now. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Have you never had a good pie? I've had fine pies.
2: (laughs) You get no pie. Right now, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it seems that way anyway. (laughs) But if we get him on those dating sites, it feels like maybe he could.
3: On 94.5 ESPN.
0: It's your cue to call here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We are giving away Dave Matthews Band tickets, 800-990-3776. The concert is June 29th at Summerfest. Tickets go on sale to the public Friday at 10 a.m. Justin is up first on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Justin, are you ready to play the Dave Matthews Band ticket giveaway? Sure am. All right, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you the name of the song. Ashton is going to play a lyric from the song. You just simply have to give us the very next line in the song. Ready? Ready. The song is "Crashing to Me." Here's the lyric.
2: Who's got the claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll be done. Who's got?
1: Crash <laughs>
0: Thank you for taking my call. That was awesome. All right, next up we go to Who's Jake. Got crash. Jake from State Farm. Jake, you're up next on Jen you Are you ready to play?
1: I sure hope so, Jen.
0: Okay, your song is Crash into me. Here's the lyric. Who's got the
2: claws in you my friend into your heart?
1: Sweet like candy to my soul. <laughs> me
0: keep going. Do you me. Want me. What did do I say? You here? want me to keep going? What a flex. Wait, wait, wait. No, we do. No, let it keep going. Go ahead, Jake. Let's see.
2: Sweet like candy to my soul. Sweet you rock and sweet you
1: roll. What, do I, what do you Lost got? for you, I'm so lost for you. You <laughs> come crashing to me, I and I come you.
0: into you. <laughs> I told you. I go, Jake. From State Farm is going to know all of the lyrics to every song that Dave Matthews yeah. Band plays. Congratulations, you are our big winner this morning, Jake from State Farm. Jake, I'm glad we could get you these well, tickets, Jake. Let me be, before we hang,
3: but before we talk, send you back to Ashton to get your info. I I don't I I don't get Dave Matthews. I feel like it's fine. I what. Is it about Dave Matthews' band that makes you want to go and see him again and again and again and again? Because there's certainly like a cult following for Dave Matthews that does this that I just don't understand. Sure. Um, Well, to some extent, it's nostalgia, right? This was the the music that was pretty popular when I was coming of age, I guess, and uh,
1: I just have great memories. I'm going to Alpine Valley with friends, drinking underage, and uh, renting (laughs) and doing things we should have been doing, and having a great time in the summer. So
3: it's just, it's it's how I relive my youth, I suppose. Okay, I like that answer. It makes sense.
0: If we're going to give away Dave Matthews tickets, I'm glad that they are going to somebody who will certainly appreciate them, and that is the case for Jake from State Farm. Have a good one, Jake. We'll talk to you soon. Got to take a break on Jen Gametui. We roll on right after this.